So we've mentioned on the last two episodes of the We Got Next podcast, this latest installment, um, this newest addition to to what we're doing here. Uh, we want to broaden everything. You know, Christian has his um, has his crypto crypto segments each week with his guests, and now it's my turn to to take on my own segment. Uh, we're we're going to be doing the Penn State Quick Slants, just a weekly weekly segment, 30, 45 minutes, depending on you know what we got to talk about. Just to keep you guys updated on the world of Penn State football and the world of college football in general, there's always a lot going on, especially these days with conference realignment, um, playoff expansion talk, NIL is, is taking shape, and that's becoming a bigger thing. So there's always a lot to talk about, not just with Penn State football, but like I said, in the world of college football. But the primary focus is going to be week in and week out, get you guys up to date on all the things Penn State football. We'll talk about the upcoming opponent. We'll recap the previous opponent. We'll talk about James Franklin's press conference, get some news and notes from that. Um, and just, you know, we'll just kind of, we'll break it down each week. We'll have new things coming up. Um, we'll have new segments within the segment. We'll have some guests on throughout the year, maybe some recurring guests. Um, so it'll be fun. And um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to have a Penn State talk show. Um, I used to have a blog, uh, podcast now. It's, it's going to be awesome. I'm very excited about it. So um, each week we'll bring something new. Really hope that we have a good season so you guys can see the, the good side of me. I'm glad we didn't do this last year when Penn State was 0-5 at one point. Um, I, I don't think I would have been able to give you guys any energy for that one. But this season... This season's going to be different, and with this episode, probably going to be one of the shorter ones that we do, I just wanted to talk about the expectations for Penn State this year, um, some of the names that everyone should know heading into the season, I'll, you know, give you guys about three or four on both sides of the ball, and just what to what to expect come Saturday, um, come next Saturday the 4th, when we kick off the season uh, with a road trip, which is always interesting, um, with a nice road trip to Wisconsin, take out the Badgers. And then um, you know, we come home for four four straight home games. We play Ball State. We have Auburn. Uh, it's a 7.30 whiteout game. We'll talk about that eventually. Talk about how awesome the whiteout is. We'll talk about experiences there. Christian has been to one. Actually, he's been to two, I think. So, you know, it's something to, something to behold, and we'll talk about that. And then when we finish up the homestand um, with Villanova and a much-anticipated rematch with Indiana. Indiana started the season last year for Penn State, giving us giving us the loss, 0-1, controversial, um, to say the least, controversial loss to start the season. And then that kind of just, you know, catapulted us downward. It's a deep, deep downward spiral and, you know, brought us to 0-5. Ended up reeling off four-game uh, winning streak to end the season. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like there's any momentum from that last season heading into this season. You know, in football, it's... Maybe if you win the national title or you get to the playoffs or you have a really good season, you build off of that. And obviously we want to build off the four-game win streak. But last year was just so different and so um, – it was just such a, such a weird year. And I think a lot of people want to put it behind us, obviously. But in terms of the sports aspect and, like, the mentality and making it through last year. And, yeah, we ended up the season on a four-game win streak. Lots to take away from that. But this is a whole new, whole new era for Penn State football starting the season. Uh, we still got you know a lot of the same faces we've had for the last couple of seasons, but um, that 2016 Big Ten championship team, all those guys are gone. So we have just a complete new wave of, of Penn State football players. 
Um, so it's a very exciting time, I think, for, for the program. I think we're trending in the right direction. I think um, heading into the season, I cannot remember the last time I was uh, I was this excited about a team's potential. I'll put it that way. I don't know how much confidence I have in this team because still there's still a lot of quote unquote unknown parts of parts of the team that there might be questions about for certain people, and we'll get into that here shortly. Um, but even with the 2017 team with Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders and Trace McSorley um, and you know, Mike Kosicki and Deshaun Hamilton, we have a loaded team then. But um, the biggest thing that Penn State has been missing since James Franklin got here is an offensive line. And I think that's a lot of the time, you know, I want to be excited about the team every year. And I know that we have a lot of talent, skill position-wise. I know that we've had some good quarterbacks. But that offensive line has has been a sore spot for us. I'm trying to put it lightly. Um, been a sore spot for us, you know, since James Franklin got here. We've gotten some good recruits. But we've had uh, we've had a couple of different O line coaches. We've had guys move from left side to right side, position to, to position, and it just never seemed like we could get a consistent group out there. Which heading into this season, we have that minus the left guard. Um, that's the only position that James Franklin says is up for grabs. They got about four or five guys rotating in. Uh, some have shown flashes, but no one has shown the consistency. But we have two. Two tackles that are that are set. Um, Rashid Walker on the left side, Caden Wallens on the on the right side, and those are two guys who've gotten a lot of praise, not just from coaches but nationally. Uh, more so, Rashid Walker. He's high on some draft boards. Um, that would be awesome if that panned out and he became that, because we haven't had that in a very very long time. Um, on the other side, Caden Wallace has gotten a lot of praise from his coaches. His position coach, um, Phil Troutwine, has said that he believes Wallace can be one of the better tackles that Penn State's ever had. Um, he's a big kid. He's he's very athletic, very quick. Um, but another one of those guys on the team, and this is a trend, another one of those guys on the team who just hasn't shown a lot of potential, or a lot of consistency, I mean. He's shown a lot of potential, but not a lot of consistency. And that's what a lot of guys on this team have shown. Plenty of flashes. We have plenty of flash All-Americans on this team. Plenty of flash All-Americans. But we need some guys to really show that they're taking that next step in their development and they're continuing to grow and just continuing to get better. And I'll get into some of those guys on both sides of the ball. And a lot of those guys are going to be major X-factors for us this year. And, you know, potentially going to be the reason why we make it to the playoffs and the reason why we win a Big Ten championship and the reason why we beat Ohio State this year. Um, but, you know, as I was saying earlier, the expectations never change for Penn State football. It doesn't matter if we were 4-5 and five last year. It doesn't matter if we were 0-12. The expectations are to win a, win a Big Ten championship and to win a national title. Those are the expectations. At least compete for a national title. And neither one of those things have happened in the same season. Penn State's won a handful of Big Ten championships. They've won a couple of national titles, but never in the same season. And like I said, we've come close. We've had some teams that have, they've been up there, but that a team in Columbus has really been our Achilles heel. And if we're going to break through, 
and we're going to get to that upper echelon of top-tier teams in the country, you got to start with that team. And I know it kind of breaks down, you know, you can't look at Ohio State differently than you look at Ball State or Michigan or Iowa. You know, and I get that. Sure, you can't do that. You can't look ahead to just one game on the schedule. But that one game on the schedule, when it is Ohio State, you got to circle that game. You gotta, you gotta circle it. You gotta be, be prepared for it because that game is gonna go a long way in determining which team goes to the Big Ten championship and what team potentially can represent the Big Ten in the playoffs. Um, so that's just that's just one of those things that every year it, it doesn't matter when or where Penn State and Ohio State play, what the rankings are. Um, that game goes a long way in determining, um, you know, who's going to the Big Ten championship. And like I said, who's who could potentially represent the Big Ten in the college football playoffs. Um, with that said, if you're looking at the looking at the team this year, you know, it's loaded with talent. But again, it's a lot of guys who need to take that next step. And if they do, we'll be in great shape. We'll be in great shape. Start with the quarterback, Sean Clifford. His, this will be his third year as a starter. 2019, saw him go 11-2, won the Cotton Bowl. Obviously, last year was not good. Penn State went 4-5, and five, threw a bunch of picks, had a lot of other turnovers, um, got benched. So it's, you know, it's a redemption season. Um, he's got a new offensive coordinator again, but this offensive coordinator, Mike Yersich, he's proven that everywhere he's gone, his team has put up numbers. And he develops those quarterbacks. You know, he's the passing game coordinator slash offensive coordinator. Um, you know, he was at Oklahoma State when they were putting up massive numbers. You know, they had Mason Rudolph, they had Tyreek Hill, they had um, they had a lot of talent on those on those Oklahoma State teams uh, when Yershit was there. He went to Ohio State. We all know what Justin Fields did. They made it to the college football playoffs. He had a great season. I think he had forty plus touchdowns um, there during that season. And then last year he was at Texas. Texas was a was one of the top teams in the country in terms of yards per game and points per game. So, you know, he's proven that wherever he goes, those teams put up numbers. And I, I see that trend continuing, especially with the talent that we have on on the off, on the offensive side of the ball. You look at like I said, you, you look at the quarterback, Sean Clifford. What Sean Clifford are we going to get? We are going to go as far as Sean Clifford wants to take us. Behind him the running back group that we have is pro- right now on paper the best running back group in the country and I see that being the case at the end of the season we have three guys on the Doak Walker award watch list given to the nation's top running back most in the country I don't know the last time actually I don't think ever we've ever had anyone on the Doak Walker um, award watch list um, I mean if we've had you know three guys on the on, the, on that list um, you know, receiver. Our our first three are, again, you know, as as good as a, a lot of teams. Jahan Dotson, probably one of the more underrated receivers in the country. I know Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson at Ohio State get a lot of the get a lot of the um, get a lot of the love, and rightfully so. But Jahan Dotson led the conference in receiving last year, and he you know breakout season. He proved to everybody that yeah he's. He's that good, and is um, it was kind of a surprise that he came back. Um, 
you know, his draft stock was was pretty high, but I think a lot of guys came back because of the unfinished business of starting on five, you know, ending the season on that four game win streak and wanted to prove to everybody that yeah, last year was a fluke and that we are, you know, we are that good still. You look at the tight end position. Um, I think I'll give you guys a name to know. Um, this this guy is going to be, for, for me personally, I think he's going to be the ultimate X factor on this team. And I'm not going to say he's going to be the reason why we go to the playoffs or the reason why we don't go to the playoffs. But if he has a, a good season, which I, I think he will, um, he, he, he could go a long way in determining how great of a team we are. And that's Theo Johnson, sophomore tight end. I think still a freshman because last year didn't count towards eligibility. But this kid, Theo Johnson, 6'6", 255 pounds. Like I said before, I have eyes and ears on the ground in State College. I had some some people who were at practice a couple weeks ago, and they were saying that he's he looks NFL ready, and he is as advertised in terms of, you know, he can catch. He's a, he's a matchup problem. You, line, you can line him up out wide. You can line him up in the slot. You know, obviously put him at tight end. He got a lot of... A lot of reps last year. Um, after Pat Fryermuth went down with injury, he sat out for the rest of the season. Um, Johnson and the, and uh, Brenton Strange, uh, another another tight end. The, the tight end group this year, James Franklin said last night, is probably the best that they've had, um, and the best tight end group that he's seen in his 25 years of coaching college football. I'm not saying a lot, you know. Um, I, I don't know who all he's had at, at other places other than Penn State. Uh, you know, obviously he had Mike Kosicki, Pat Frymuth, both second round draft picks. Um, so you know, Penn State's in a position now to keep producing those tight ends. And you know, if you got if you got a really good tight end, you know, that's a college football, the NFL. You have a a really really strong advantage for your offense because there's not a lot of defensive backs, let alone a linebacker, that are going to cover a tight end. Especially when you have a tight end that's 6'6", 255, athletic, can run the four fives, like Johnson, um, you can put him anywhere and and he'll be a problem for defenses. So I think he'll be used a lot. I don't know if he'll you know, start the season, but I think he'll get a lot of the looks, especially in the red zone. He's by far the biggest target that we have, any receiver or tight end. So I think he'll get a lot of love, and I wouldn't be surprised if he leads the team in touchdown receptions and if he has double-digit touchdown, touchdown receptions. So that's a name to watch. Um, like I said, with the running backs, they're deep. You know, we got Noah Kane, We got John LeVette coming in from Baylor. We got Devin Ford. Um, we got Kevon Lee. And we got Kaziah Holmes. They're all different. They're all different running backs. But the biggest thing about that is we're going to have fresh legs throughout the game and throughout the season. And that is so um, that's so crucial to have, especially in the Big Ten, especially if you're a team that's you know trying to compete for a Big Ten championship and compete, you know, and go to the playoffs. You need to be able to keep those guys in the game and sustain drives. And I think that's been one of the things that's held us back in recent years is that we've had leads in games and we've been in those games. But we just haven't been able to keep our offense on the field. But that goes more so to the not having an offensive line. We've had the talent at running back. You know, we've had Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders. You know, we've had a lot of good, a lot of good talent there. But um, we just haven't had the offensive line. So having both this year, 
you know, on paper. Obviously, we got to see how things play out. But on paper, having that offensive line that's finally in place and having those running backs that we have, the the depth at, at running back and having those guys fresh in the fourth quarter, fresh in later on the season at the end of October, beginning of November, um, that's going to be, you know, just unbelievably important as the season goes on. Um, so on offense, if I'm going to give you guys, you know, so, some names to watch, like I said, Theo Johnson is a number one, I think, on the entire team. Major X factor, probably the largest X factor that we have on the team this year. Um, Rashid Walker, left tackle. Mentioned him earlier, getting a lot of love. He's high on some draft boards. I think he can be, you know, if he pans out, and he takes that next step. He came back. He was a guy who came back for another season. If he takes that next step and, you know, pans out to what people think he can be, I mean, that's you have a all Big Ten or all American left tackle. That's, you know, that's that's largely, largely important. That's more important than having an All-American quarterback sometimes. Um, and I think another guy to watch is Parker Washington. I think, you know, I can mention any number of the running backs, but Parker Washington's a guy who, if he takes that next step, and again, you're going to hear me say that a lot, take that next step and continue to develop. Parker Washington had a lot of great plays last year as a true freshman. You know, he's he's small, but he's stocky. He's like he's like a miniature Saquon Barkley looking guy. Um he's a great combo with Jahan Dotson. And if he takes that next step, you know, and just again continues that development and continues to get more comfortable with Clifford and with the offense, and I think that they're gonna put Parker Washington in really good situations to exploit his his, his abilities and his quickness and his, his strengths. And that's what Mike Yurcich, the offensive coordinator, has done everywhere he's gone. Um, so that's another guy because I think teams are going to try and take away Jahan Dotson. So you're going to need another wide receiver um, to step up. And I think Parker Washington is going to have a, a big, big season. Um, you know, obviously, you can go Sean Clifford. You can talk about you know, the entire offensive line. You can name any of the running backs. But I think Theo Johnson... Um, Rashid Walker and Parker Washington are the guys to look look at um, as the season progresses on on offense. Go to the defense. Um, we have <laughs> this defense has so much talent that is untapped. So much talent, so much potential, and it starts up front on the defensive line. It's probably probably the biggest question mark on the team is the defensive line. There's two guys, transfers from Temple and Duke. I'm not even going to try and pronounce their names. Um, uh, Derek Tangelo, something like that. I'm going to get it right, I promise. I'll get it right. But I don't want to butcher them, which I think I already did. Um, They come in. You know, we lost um, Jason Owe. We lost Shaka Tony. We've lost a, a good amount of guys over the last handful of years, but it always seems like we have new guys that step in and just kind of hop into that rotation and take place and you know just keep that keep that ball rolling and that's what we need we just need those guys next man up step in um defensive line coach john scott has done a great job pj mustafer is another name to look out for um i think he is a guy who has shown a lot of flashes and we have we have flash all americans all over the defense and if they can put them together this could be one of the better groups that we have um that we've had under james franklin 
Uh, moving to linebacker, the linebacker group is athletic as hell. Probably the most athletic group that we've had in a long, long time. You got Brandon Smith back at his will linebacker position, what he knows best. We got Curtis Jacobs, former five-star guy. You know, he hasn't gotten a, a lot of reps. He, he's gotten a good amount, but he's another guy who they're going to be counting on for, for big plays this year. Ellis Brooks, you know, he's he's been around a couple years. You know, he did well last year. Um, another guy, take that next step. Jesse Lucada, he's going to be switching between linebacker and defensive end. Um, I think they practiced him mostly at defensive end this this season or this offseason to get him comfortable with that. There's, you know, James Franklin mentioned they're still going to need him to play linebacker, but he'll kind of be in that hybrid role. If Penn State fans remember Jerome Hayes, um, played until I think 2007. He was a kind of combo DN slash outside linebacker guy. I see a lot of that with Jesse Lucada as well. So, um, that should be interesting. You know, we lost Adisa Geiza at defensive end, gone for the season. So we're going to need as as many guys in there to kind of fill some of those voids that um, that we have. Um, stepping into the secondary, um, probably the most talented secondary. I'm not going to say that we've ever had because I don't know. I wasn't there to see, you know, teams prior to 2000. But it's probably the best secondary that I've ever seen. That 2005 secondary with Onwar Phillips, Chris Harrell, Calvin Lowry, Allen Zemitis, that was really dope. Four seniors, four really good players. This group has way more talent, I believe. And I think that their potential is greater than those guys. Um, you know, you have Terry Castro Fields, he came back. Jaquan Brisker also came back. One of the better safeties in the country. Um, you know, opposite of, of Castro Fields, um, I believe is um, probably going to be Joey Porter, potentially Kalen King, true freshman. Kalen King is a name to watch. That's that's one of my guys on defense. Um, he's gotten praise from everybody, not just his coaches, not just the teams. The Big Ten Network was in the State College uh, last week, and Howard Griffith of the Big Ten Network said that he has all Big Ten, if not definite all-American potential and talent. He's going to play this season. He's going to play a lot. Um, and James Franklin said the other night after practice, um, you know, starting in the spring ball, starting in the spring game, he's shown a lot of great things. But James Franklin said the biggest thing is that he's gotten burnt and he's gotten beat on, on certain, you know, certain plays, which is great for him, great for his development, great to see what he did wrong, learn from it. And Franklin said he's learning from those mistakes. Um, he's had a lot of takeaways. Um, you know, so that's a guy that, Penn State fans should be very, very excited about because it's been a long time since we've had a a lockdown corner, um, and Casho Fields can do that. He hasn't given up a touchdown pass in his entire career, and you know, Kalen King and Joey Porter Jr. both are guys to look out for at that other cornerback position. Um, Joey Porter's a guy, another one of those you know take the next step type of things. Big corner. Uh, him and Castro Fields are big dudes, six one, about one ninety. He's got a lot of length. Obviously, the, the lineage with his dad, Joey Porter, um, you know, it's there. He showed he showed a lot of flashes last year as a true freshman. But he's another guy. He got beat on some plays, but you know you learn from those as a true freshman. And the great ones will learn from that, take it, use it, and come back the next season and ball out. So that's all we can hope for. And secondary uh, to finish out the other safety spot opposite Jaquan Brisker. 
up for grabs right now. Um, I think um, Jair Brown, uh, maybe Keaton Ellis, uh, maybe rotation of guys. Yeah, James Franklin said I think they've they've locked down on a starter, but it might be, hey, you're going to get X amount of plays. The number two is going to get X amount of plays. Maybe until they just kind of figure out, okay, you're going to get you know, 80% of the reps, and then we'll bring in this guy for the other 20%, whatever. Um, so I, I think top to bottom, this is on paper, this is one of the better teams that we've had in a long, long time at every position. Yeah, sure, there's question marks. Um, what Sean Clifford are we going to get? Um, can those receivers keep stepping up? Is that running back room going to be a, as good as we think it's going to be? Um, is the offensive line finally where it needs to be after all this time? Defensive line. You know, what's it going to be like? Linebackers, another you know, really solid group of guys taking that next step. DBs, same thing. It's just a matter of these guys taking those next steps. And I'm not, I think, I don't think I'm worried about any position, you know, where I look at it and I say, man, this is, this is going to be a problem if we can't get it figured out. You know, I think you can say that about any team. Like, if we can't get this part of it figured out, it could be a problem. But... I don't feel that way about any position on this team. I feel very confident. And this is the first offseason I can remember in a very, very long time, if ever, of me being really dialed into paying attention to different podcasts and reading different websites. Websites, which, by the way, I'll give you guys the info um, next week about who to follow on Twitter for Penn State football news and notes, what websites to go to, what podcasts to, to follow. Um, so I'll kind of get you guys up to speed on that, but I haven't heard a lot of negative reviews from coaches, the media, you know, I, I just, I haven't heard it. I'm sure it's there. I'm sure there's things within practice that, you know, they, they got to get better at, but it's not been, it's not been public knowledge or it's not been talked about a lot. And I think that's why I'm so confident is like, we always have had something that's that needs to get better without james franklin that said you they need to see person xyz group xyz take that next step and really evolve and uh, yeah that happens every season like you need to see those guys keep growing and keep developing but i think it's just now it's just you know these guys are just in the process of doing so and franklin feels comfortable with where they're going where they're developing at you know how they're getting there and so on and so forth Whereas, you know, the way he says it before, it's like, you know, we need to see that. Like, we haven't seen that. We need to see that. And you know, he says it in a way where, you know, he doesn't really jump up and down and, and wave his arms. and Like, yeah, this is going really, this is going really well. He's like, you know, person, you know, player XYZ has, has done a lot of great things for us this offseason. And we're really excited about where he's at. To me, when I hear that, knowing the way James Franklin talks, that means a lot. Okay, that means a lot, especially when you hear that same thing from the position coaches, and you know, if, if Penn State has open practices, and you hear that from certain certain media members, and they say that about about a position group or a player or whatever, um, it just makes you feel a lot better about about where the team's heading, and about where those certain players are heading. So, I feel very confident in this team. I think this team can be um, the catalyst for. A great run of four or five years and I'm telling you right now uh, Penn State in the next four or five years they're gonna have I think they're gonna have multiple national titles uh, I feel very confident about that and anybody who knows me and knows the way I talk about Penn State football and the way I feel about Penn State football 
Um, yeah, I think they're going to go 15 and 0 and win the national title every single season. I say that every single every single year. But I think this year, more times than I've said in the past about teams, I'm a lot more confident about this team than I have been in the past because of all the things I mentioned. The offensive line is where it needs to be. I trust Sean Clifford. We have arguably the best offensive coordinator in the entire country. Um, we have a lot of depth now, which we haven't had in the past. And we have a lot of guys who have made a lot of plays. And, of course, this is all if, 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 if. If a handful of guys take that next step, we're, we're going to be a playoff team. And with Ohio State's quarterback situation, I'm sure they'll figure it out by the time they play us in the end of October. Um, but if we're going to beat them, it's going to be this year. You know, if we're going to start that, start that trend of beating Ohio State and really putting us back on the map and just gaining that momentum and building and building off of that, it starts this year. So if you want to get on board the bandwagon, do it now. Um, we're accepting applications for Penn State fans. Um, so hand those in right now. Get on the board now. Get on the bandwagon and roll with us. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll do this every week. We'll just chop it up about Penn State football. We'll talk about what's going on. We'll talk about how, how certain guys are doing. I'll keep you guys updated on any injury news or just news within the world of, of Penn State football. I'll talk about recruiting every now and then. Get you guys up to speed on that. Um, but next week, we'll start looking at Wisconsin. We'll kind of break down some stuff, break down some of their players, some of their big, you know, some of their big time guys, and who we're gonna, who we're gonna have to look out for. Um, and I'll give you some more players to look at for Penn State football heading into the season. Um, but as always, go follow We Got Next on Twitter, subscribe and like on YouTube, follow us on on Spotify. Um, we'll see you guys next week for another installment of the We Got Next podcast, and then Penn State Quick Slants. Enjoy the night, guys, and we'll talk soon.